Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Adventure Archive. It is Dragon Bane Night. Uh, we are uh, minus a wolfkin, unfortunately. Uh, but he may join. We'll see. Get a power outage. But uh, you can look at his uh, his snarling face in the corner there. So Matt's is going to run him uh, when needed, when necessary. But anyway, uh, before I begin, got to thank some people as always. Uh, thank you, Patrick, the developer, who continuously watches and continuously comments. So thanks, man. Appreciate it. Uh, also, the developer of the uh, Year Zero engine, which is implemented in this as well as Dragonbane support. And... Um, Oh yeah, Andreas, Mr. Andreas, the uh, fine musician who uh, composed the Dragon Bane soundtrack as well as Heimat der Katastrophe, and Noel, uh, which we are listening to right now, uh, music for dungeons. So go check them out. I think uh, there's a commands actually, if you guys want to check out the links. Let's see, does this work? Oh, I guess we don't have the bot up. Oh wait, no, it does. The bot is up. So go check out their dungeon synth. Really cool stuff. Uh, what else? What else? What else? I think that's it. Um, oh yeah. Don't forget stream. I, I forgot to ask last time, but if you could like the stream right now, that'd be incredibly appreciated. So we get some more visibility on YouTube and, uh, viewers in the future who are watching the VOD. I appreciate a like as well. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, I'll do a brief recap and we'll get this thing going. So last time, uh, the players were stuck in the illusion of the dead, uh, wait, no, the roads end in, not the dead eye caves. That's another adventure we already, we already finished. And, uh, they faced the, uh, the boss that they could not see, the glowing eyes that were lurking, uh, in this, um, magically dark, uh, chamber, uh, with a rattling chain and they defeated this thing, whatever it was, and, uh, escaped into a graveyard of all places where they battled, uh, was it three hounds, I believe? And one of them destroyed Seriel pretty quickly. So, um, but Morty Cloak, he, uh, he wiped the floor with the rest of them. And uh, they also found a young dwarf in one of these, uh, in the very first grave. And he, once he was freed, he bolted for this gate that is hidden behind these bushes over here, right here. And uh, also the strange, Missing Shepherd Antilia, so she, they, the players met her in the uh, the common room, and she said, "I'm not missing. I'm right here." And then they find her buried. So something is amiss. But she was um, she was uh, untied and, and brought to the surface. And then I believe the last thing everybody did was take a rest. So everybody rested in the graveyard, the most peaceful place to rest, I guess. And um, so yeah, we'll begin there. All of you guys are sitting around, however you were sitting around initially. Uh, there's a very dense fog creeping through this, uh, this graveyard that is utterly silent with the exception of the, uh, the tree branches rattling in the breeze. And uh, yeah, there's, there's, there's hound carcasses about you. What would you like to do? Well, I think that uh, Daryl, as we spoke about earlier, um, I think that so the reason why we went here was to save the shepherd. And uh, we did that. Or, well, hopefully we'll get out of here alive. Yeah, you guys are still in a... Oh, yeah, I forgot to mention there is uh, above the gate and the bushes, above the hedge, which you can see is just a black void. Yeah. So, so we're, yeah. we're not out of the woods yet. Correct. 
but um, we found her. She's alive. And I think that uh, Darrow is... He's feeling a bit weird about the others in his party. But now, um, he has very little in common with uh, brutish wolfkin, the distant elf, and the hey man mallard. Um, so when he finds uh, Antilia a real shepherd, just like him, only she uh, shepherds sheep, he shepherds humans or people. Um, he is instantly uh, very attached to her and is very interested in what she has to say and who she is. Okay. Um, so, uh, action. <laughs> no, um, yeah, so, but he is, he's very curious about her and will spend as much of the, this long rest uh, as possible okay. getting to know her. Yeah, yeah. So you guys you guys fall into deep conversation. She's, she's quite frightened, but uh, she warms up after a time, after she realizes that uh, none of you here are uh, going to hurt her whatsoever, but she, she keeps gazing out at the, um, the void because it is, it is sort of just awe-inspiring, right, in, in a very bad way. Uh, but she tells you that she does have a flock that she herds because she is a shepherd. And uh, she lives a little bit away from the uh, the inn. There's a small cabin there where she resides. And she, she really, I don't know, she senses something in you. And she tells you that um, she she kind of trips up when she's talking about having a family, a mother and father that she cares for as well. But, uh, she slips up in her story and something doesn't quite make sense. And you call that out and she admits, uh, shamefully that they have died and, and she just tells people this. So she does not appear to be alone that they died, um, two summers ago, let's say. And, uh, they're buried, um, on the land there. But yeah, she tends the sheep. She sells wool to um, outskirt. And so that's how she makes a living. So she makes the journey from um, here to outskirt periodically to deliver. And sometimes some of the men um, are gracious enough to um, pick up the, um, the, uh, the supply of wool. But that is what you learn about her. So she's a lone shepherd. Uh, everybody else thinks she has a mother and father she's caring for. She lives in a cabin that is is nearby, the roads end in, uh, not on the swamp side because she, you know, it's not good for sheep, <laughs> and and just being in whatsoever, uh, she lives on the opposite end, uh, more toward outskirt. So that is that is what you learn about Antilia. I think that Daryl sort of bonds with her. He hasn't seen, uh, he never knew his father. And he hasn't seen his mom in 27 years since she dumped him on the doorstep of the friary. Ah. So he might as well be orphaned. Has he ever uh, tried to seek out his mother? Or did he no. just say, no, never has? Uh, he is a ward of the woolen way. <laughs> um, 
I like I like the uh, www. Yeah, like that. Um, yeah. So uh, no, I mean he is he is a brother uh, of the Woolen Way. Uh, he is sort of uh, just like in Game of Thrones. He has uh, left all of his titles and his uh, former name and everything uh, behind. Join the Night's Watch. Um, <laughs> the Night's Watch. With Jon Snow. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, so, uh, yeah, so I, I think that they can bond over that. Okay. Um, and he says that, you know, he prods her uh, a little bit. Not, okay. uh, you know, he's uh, he's a shy boy, but he kind of wonders if she maybe would be interested in visiting outskirt when he uh, when he gets himself a house there. Oh, so you're saying you're setting up shop there? Well, not shop, but I guess you're planning to settle down. Yes. Okay. Um, and. Maybe she would be interested in, you know, seeing the city life, the, the high life of uh, living indoors. Um, oh, yeah, that's another thing that they bond over. She probably sleeps uh, under the stars a lot. <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, yeah, she, uh, she tells you she would be uh, happy to visit you sometime because, again, she makes uh, frequent... Visits the outskirt. Mm. It looks forward to uh, whatever uh, you know house you were able to procure, perhaps. Mm. If, if there are houses to procure in outskirt, yeah. he has no idea yet. Yeah, she she tells you though. She tells you that there are a few shacks that may or may not be for sale. Some of the shopkeepers own additional um, uh, areas, so who knows. She recommends you to go to the Three Stags Inn and maybe talk to uh, the proprietor there, and she might be able to give you some information regarding that. So mm. as this conversation is going on, Serial, what what are you up to as you're sitting down in this graveyard resting? The fox is no longer with you. No, sadly. Um... Probably looking jealously at, uh, at Daryl and uh, <laughs> his new girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Brooding. <laughs> Missed my chance. Um, I am... I kind of want to walk around. Why can I move? Oh, sorry. The game is paused. Let me, okay. let me, it doesn't let me matter. Un- let me unpause the game. I just want to, yeah, like... You- you don't need to move Rest, your token. and then maybe like walk around, check out the gravestone, see if there's anything interesting in these trees here. Yeah. So um, as you walk around, uh, the trees are just kind of rattling in the wind. Some leaves fall down periodically. Um, and you do note that uh, a lot of these gravestones do have inscriptions on them, but it's, it's in a strange language, something you've never seen before. Um, so we're unable to read it. And it almost feels like it's, shifting so you, you look at it you kind of turn away and it almost in the corner of your eye you see it move but again everything you've seen so far 
and this illusion, mm-hmm. as uh, Mr. Stig uh, mentioned, uh, is not not quite what it seems. Okay. But apart from that, you follow around the uh, the stone wall, which is covered in moss, uh, and, and you can see over it. And like I said, it's a, it's a short wall, and uh, you can see just a black void. Even when you look straight up, so there is light. There is some kind of illumination here. It's not pitch black, but when you look up and around, it's it's a void. There's no sign of the, the dwarf. Correct. Yeah. He he dashed right through here in a in a flurry of leaves, and you heard a as this gate opened and closed. So Louis, what is little Louis up to? Um, I'm gonna be practicing uh my newly acquired bone flute, okay. but I also want to check, is there anything in the grave that the dwarf was in? No, you look down there and it's just uh, soil and a, and, a, and a subtle impression uh, or depression where he was. Oh, there we go. We got the, oh yeah, there's a roll command uh, chat if you'd like to. She rolled the one for the bone flute. So. I thought that was bad at first, but I forgot we're playing Dragon Bane. <laughs> Yeah, you um, got a you got a dragon. You rolled a dragon. Okay, so you're just kind of practicing with your little bone flute. Yeah. Okay. Does it does it seem like can we tell what type of like time of day it is? Like is no, there any indication? It's it's again, it, it does feel like evening. Uh there's there's a thick fog everywhere, but when you look up, it's just pitch black. I mean, you, there's no stars, there's no moon. You've never seen anything quite like it. Uh, it's just like looking into just this void of nothingness. If we were to have like a sense of time, like how long we've been in here, like what uh, would that? I would say uh, probably a few hours. It's tough to tell um, because again, there's no sense of. Of, of, of night and day. However, when you were in the original room, uh, you did see an evening sky outside. So, and there was that room with a gallery that had a moon overhead. So right. it appears that this place is pretty much veiled in an evening. Um, but yeah, I would say a few hours. And then you guys ended up sleeping entire night. That's what you guys, the last thing you guys did. So you're, you're so fully yeah, rested. Yeah, he's he's fully rested, but he's gonna be kind of thrown off because he's it's kind of been nighttime a little too long for Louis. He's like he chills with the day, you know. <laughs> and so the 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 forever night is uh it's a little freaking him out. So he's gonna be kind of pacing around a little bit. Okay, all right. So if you guys would like, we can pass time. What would you guys like to do next after you kind of rest your weary bones? Um, Knowing that until he is with you, she seems extremely frightened and, and keeps, you know, her, her gaze keeps darting toward this gate, uh, as well as the dwarf who ran frantically through it. Um, what would you like to do? I think that uh, Daryl would suggest that morning cloak steps <laughs> through the gate. Morning and, cloak steps through the gate. Yes, 
All right, I'll do it. Um, uh, okay. But yeah, that they they go through the gate as a group. Okay, so Seriel, uh, Louis, do you guys want to do that as well? Like follow along with Morning Cloak and Daryl out the gate? Yeah. 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 Okay. I will, uh, I will take uh, your hand, Antilia. Do not be frightened. Okay, so let me switch scenes really quick here. You guys end up. Let me zoom in. Uh, you guys end up on the road and in the distance as the sun is rising slowly over the mountains you see the uh the roads end in probably like i don't know uh 50 meters ahead of you it's almost as if you were approaching it you have this flash in your memory of when you first approached it and that's exactly the vantage you're at right now so you guys are kind of, um, where's the road at? You guys are like, yeah, like, like, right, I guess right where you are. That would make sense. Right where your tokens are ish. So yeah, you see this, uh, the inn. the sun is rising. There's some birds squawking. There's, there's a, there's a bit of a levity, kind of a, kind of a lightness just to the entire thing. Um, but yeah, you guys are not inside the inn. You are not inside a graveyard. You were looking down the road at the uh, at the end. Does it look any different? No, it doesn't. You see um, the uh, the two lanterns again. They're burning brightly as the sun rises. But as you are walk watching it, the door slowly opens, and outside steps. It looks like the small halfling woman who is tending to the place. And she kind of does a little happy dance and like drops to the ground and touches the ground and looks around and touches her, pinches herself, does all these things as if she's, she's waking from a dream and puts out the lanterns and calls something. But again, she's too far away to hear and rushes back inside. I vote we get breakfast because I'm starved. And uh, I'm going to start my uh, way towards the end. Okay. Uh, what about the rest of you as Louis uh, heads off toward the inn that you have just already been in, but then exited? <laughs> this is tricky. Uh, I mean, we killed the hag. So perhaps the magic is gone. But on the other hand... Uh, Hag was locked up. She was chained to the wall by someone. Presumably Helemy. The lady who just walked out of there. But I suppose that we could go back in. Since uh, everyone is talking. I, I can't hear with everyone talking at the same time. But uh, yes. Um... Perhaps you could see if the place is still cloaked in magic. Uh, yes. But I would have to uh, walk inside first. Okay, so I you would guys... have to walk inside first. <laughs> All right, so do you guys want to uh, to enter? 
All of you? Or just Darrow is going inside? Well, Louis already there. He's getting breakfast. Maybe I'll wait out here. Okay. I'll enter. All right, Louis, you enter. Uh, and I'm guessing Darrow, you're following as well, right? Yeah, I'm going to cast Protector on myself. Okay. Um, what does that do exactly? So, you protect a person or place no larger than a human from magic. Power level of all spells cast at the person or place is reduced by the power level in Protector. You can also use the spell to protect against magical attacks from monsters. Okay. Oh, this was the uh, the potential game-breaking spell we were talking about. That's right. So out there, Dragonbane support, Patrick, whoever uh, might answer this question. Um, yeah, it seems like because this entire place was um, affected by magic, would Darrow casting this spell, because would you say it protects a place, right, from magic? Uh, well, a place no larger than a human. Oh, so that's right. Not a house. The question was, if we, you guys were in the illusion, would, if you cast it on, like, Sariel, for instance, would she, like, blink out <laughs> blink out of it, right? That was the question? Or, yeah, or would she uh, just see through the illusion? Yeah, or that. And uh, if that was the case, we could just tie a rope to her, and then, or, well, we tie a rope to everyone else, and then she could just lead us out of there. Yeah, that's a good question. And maybe that's up for me to decide. But uh, Dragonbane experts out there, let us know in the comments uh, what you think about that spell and this this adventure. Because yeah, that's a that's a that's a crazy concept that could potentially work. Maybe you know, maybe adventure breaking, but maybe a cool uh, way, a clever way for a player to uh, finish the adventure, or well, not finish it, but I guess you just leave and then it would still be cursed. But anyway. Yeah. So you guys... Uh, so I'm going to roll that. Okay. Uh, and I succeed. Yeah. All right. So you step inside. And I might as well uh, load up the... Um, where is it here? The roads and... Yeah, here we go. Let's activate this scene. Oh. Hang on. Let me delete you guys from here briefly. I forgot. You guys are it remain it, it remembers where you are, so let us go back here. Let me drop you guys back in. So Louie is in. Um Darrow is in. Uh Antilia followed you in as well. And where is, oh, I got to bring my token in. There we go. Okay, so yeah, you guys are back in this inn. Um, yeah, all of this, there's patrons here, as far as you remember. The one thing you do notice, so Helmy, she kind of is looking around, and she opens the door and looks outside and steps outside and steps back in, because again, it appears as if these people could never leave. I can't remember if you guys discovered that or not, but that's kind of what you're reading when, when you saw um, uh, Helami do the same thing, like like they're very gracious to be able to go outside. Uh, so spirits are high, as high as they can be. Uh, you do see another individual, though. You see the young dwarf that you saved from the graveyard sitting beside um, uh, Stig Stonehilt over here. 
And he immediately walks up to, I guess, uh, I guess, Louis, you're the first one. Oh, Master Mallard, I'm so happy to see you. I believe you and your friends, you solved the, uh, the riddle of the illusion of uh, the old hag stare. I... I... <laughs> Are you sure we're not still in the illusion? Oh, I'm quite sure my boy is here. He vanished from so long ago, and now he's back here. Oh, I'm, and he starts like hugging his boy and this and that. Let me, let me, let me repay you. I, I have to. I must. And what he does. Thanks again, Patrick, for this uh, hint. Um, so. Wait, what? Oh my God! You get. He hands over to you, Darrow, a grimoire. <laughs> So, uh, I gotta roll a d4 for the school. Okay. It is, uh, mentalism. Mental. Great. And, Not uh, school magic. I know. The, uh, da, 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 da. spell rank. Spell rank is, um, some magic tricks. So, this is two. Um, and. One is uh, the number. So the GM chooses or randomizes exact spells. Okay, well, considering y you look at this thing and it's it's not something you recognize, but that doesn't mean you can't learn these spells. So we'll figure out uh, which spell is in there. And the second thing he draws and presents you is three gold coins. He kind of, he's patting himself and looking for stuff and he, Oh, I'm sorry. I just, uh, it's all I have. That's three more gold coins than I had before. <laughs> all right, then. Shake uh, him down for the rest. You're going <laughs> to shake him down for the rest? Breakfast yeah. on me. What do you say? <coughs> I think perhaps we should uh, tell the others to, to come inside as well. Uh, now that the danger is over. They surely need to eat. Uh, Darrow says, and then pops out to, uh, to get the others to uh, come inside again. Okay, so Morning Cloak enters. Uh, Seriel, do you enter as well? Yeah. All right, so I will add. Thank you, Darrow. That was very kind of you. All right, let me add Seriel, you're in the inn. All right, so, uh, yeah. Stig, he, uh, he he talks to Helami. Um, she she looks a little, uh, she looks excited, but when she sees you guys, she looks a little, I don't know, troubled as well. But she rushes back into the kitchen. She comes out with uh, whatever you guys ordered, uh, free of charge, Um yeah, so you have you have steaming plates in front of you, and she 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 Take seems three to... of what I had last time. <laughs> okay, um, yeah, she busies herself uh, doing chore like activities uh, while you guys are staring at your uh, your plates of food. You also see, I forgot to tell you, the man and the woman, who you never spoke to originally, but you saw in two of those paintings. They are still sitting over here at this table. In the table again? 
Uh, it's uh, this table right here. There. So they're sitting over there. Uh, they appear to be exactly as you saw them last. Uh, they don't. They don't seem to have the high spirits that Helami or, or Stig does. Or Antilia. Uh, Darrow is going to strike up a conversation with them. Okay. What ho? <laughs> what ho? Hmm. Uh, the man uh, looks up. Oh, go ahead. Yes. Um, no, I... Uh, oh, sorry. Uh, I did not mean to disturb you. You you look familiar to me. Have we met before? The man looks up at you. He looks extremely tired. Uh just preoccupied with something, as if he's lost in thought. <clears throat> oh, no, sorry, I, I haven't seen you before. I have a face that, you know, looks like everyone, I've, I've been told. I see. Uh, have you ever modeled any artists, any painters, perhaps? Uh, this is the first time you see a little crack of a smile on his face. Um, and it was quite the struggle for him to do, but he says, Uh, no, why do you ask? Because I have seen you. I have seen you and your wife here. Paintings. Paintings? Yes. Where did you see these paintings? In the basement of the inn. So you say this and his eyes widen and you distinctly see uh, sweat beating on his hairline and he brushes it away. Look, look, I... It was a mistake, okay? It was a mistake. We what thought was the, a mistake? My son... My son, Kale, he went missing. And we, we only assumed it was Stare, the hag. She looks about the bog and is always appearing to be up to no good. And, well, we did a very terrible thing. And he kind of looks down at his plate. We, uh... What did you do? We, we... We locked her in the basement of this, of this inn. And she, she perished. And she didn't perish until Morning Cloak over here bashed her head in. What do you mean? She was I alive. I, I saw her myself with my own eyes. She lied, she was lying dead. Chained to the wall, where we put her. When? When? It's been... Yes, what, a few hours ago? Because a few hours ago, she was alive. So when you... when you kill us all. When you say when, he, he, he like... He, it's like he's trying to identify a period of time, and it's completely lost to him. He's like, what? what? I... I don't remember. I... I I feel like I've I've been here forever, sitting at this table with this this terrible burden. And he kind of holds his head in his hands, and his wife is massaging his shoulder. Hmm. Listen, perhaps you have been 
I feel that the spell has been broken. And I don't know what is going to happen to you once you leave this place, but I do believe that you can. Hmm. It's not going to bring my son back. No? He kind of starts weeping at that. But you see, blessed are the hooves that tread lightly upon the earth. <laughs> um, you see, um, your boy left a, a big impression on the world, even though he was not in it for very long. And you should honor his memory by, by going out into the world not sit here because your life is not over yet he, uh... so sure about that <laughs> shut up morning cloak I'm trying to be serious here um yes you should not wallow in despair he uh he looks up finally he swallows and you are you are a very kind soul Mr. Halfling, um, I will I will heed your words and I will go outside. And he stands up and he starts to walk uh, hesitantly toward the door. And his wife, you know, they, they kind of have, they're holding hands and as he passes, their hands separate. And uh, she finally gets up and follows him out. They open the door and the morning sunlight spills into the room. They're kind of basking in it for a moment, just standing at the threshold. And uh, he kind of, he, he hovers his foot over onto the, the pathway, the entryway, almost as if he's not quite sure that it's real, like that he may just fall into a void of some kind or water. And finally, he, he gets the courage and he steps down and he just, you, you can see like his, his, his tense shoulders just kind of release. He almost deflates completely, almost falls to the ground. And he stumbles his way out into the light. And his wife turns around at you, Darrow. And she's smiling brightly. And you can see her eyes are wet with tears. And uh, she follows her husband out into the light. Okay. <laughs> Does anything else happen? <laughs> uh, like, is there sorrow uh, affecting the the building? Does it get brighter in here? No, you don't see anything like that. Um, but you do see that you're kind of looking around, trying to perceive a change of some kind. And you do see Helami over in the corner behind the bar. She was watching this entire thing. And her eyes as well are, are just are just watery with tears. And she's she's trembling. You can see her chin trembling. Uh, and, and you guys are, you know, more or less similar in height because she's a halfling as well. And uh, she rushes over to you, Darrow. And uh, she drops down and, 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 and holds her hands in prayer and says, It, it was me too. It was me. It wasn't just them. Please forgive me. Please. 
I cannot forgive you yet. Um, define my voice. Um, <laughs> uh, you have strayed from the path, my child. The wolf's path is uh, tangled, but the shepherd's is straight and true. Confess your sins. So she tells you uh, a very similar thing uh, that uh, the man did in that they they assumed, uh, they figured that um, this there, this old hag who had kind of wandered around, uh, nobody quite knew her, that they kidnapped the child. And so what they did is they took her down into the basement of this, um, of this inn, chained her up until she would confess. She never did, and they left her down there too long, and she perished. And then they were trapped here. So she also tells you that, like they could not leave. They, they felt like they were in this just time, time loop where uh, day and night never changed. Um, nobody could leave. Uh, everybody was always sitting where they were. Nobody ever got tired. And um, yeah, she, she explains all this to you and uh, we, Forgive me. Is that enough? Please tell me. I, I wish to go outside. I wish to see well, the sun again. I want to know who the woman in the painting was. So the woman, uh, oh, the old lady? Or yeah, the, 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 the tapestry. The tapestry. So that was uh, the old woman, Stare. That was her. I knew that. Sure you did. <laughs> um, I mean, guys, are we... Uh, we're just going to let these, uh, these people go, right? Because we killed the hag. Yeah. Um, which makes us accomplices. Well, did we, we killed, like, we ended the curse. Was she already dead? I mean, we don't really know. Yeah, did we kill her spirit? Yeah, yeah did we kill all her? you guys, yeah, so you guys gathered that wherever you were was not probably the real basement. It was uh, a, a twisted version of it. Mm -hmm. Clearly, right? There's There's all kinds of weird stuff. Giant spider carcasses and... Weird statues and tapestry, tapestries that seem to look at you, uh, windows that will not break. Um, yeah, strange things like that, almost as if, and uh, gathering all of this information, you know, knowing, you know, recognizing the man and the woman from the paintings in here, as well as the old lady who was in the tapestry. It's almost like a manifestation of this woman to a degree, like her, her mind. Oh, you're on mute, Darrow, I think, if you were saying something. I am not. No, no, okay. no. Uh, I am reminded of a book that I once read called The Woman in Black. <laughs> yeah. um, oh, by Susan Underhill. Susan Underhill? Yeah. I like um, that. I like the halfling joke. Um, Did they ever say if they buried the body 
No, uh, they left her. She confessed this as well, that they were too frightened to go back down there. It was a, it was a terrible mistake. And so they just locked her down in that chamber, chained to the wall. But she, they were convinced she was dead. But when you guys were in that area, you encountered something that was clearly maybe undead, but uh, not living. Uh, not unless you guys know some people that have glowing eyes and magical darkness. Maybe we should go down to the basement, give her a proper burial. Seeing as we did kill her at all. It is a good idea. I do like that idea. Uh, I should go first this time. No, I should go. No, no, no. I am protected by magic. From magic. Perhaps the illusion will not work on me this time. If an illusion is still there, we don't know. Fair enough. Okay, so uh, walks very confidently. Uh, if Antilia is watching, I got this. <laughs> um, yeah. So Helmy, uh, she, you know, do you ask her to go to the basement, or, or what? Do you, or do you just kind of barge into the back room and look for it? I guess we can ask her. She can probably take us there. Yeah, she, she, of, of course, of course, and she kind of. Uh, saunters away down and then she goes into uh, this area and it leads into there's like a little um, anyway there's a little trap door leads to a basement you guys find yourself uh, not in a room okay it looks very different you're looking down a, uh, a staircase that is lit by torchlight you go down it and there's a storage room and then there's another connecting door, and Helami, like, with a shaking, a trembling finger, points at it. She's in there. And there's a key sticking out of the lock. So this is definitely not the basement you guys journeyed through whatsoever. It's a very uh, smaller version of it. Master Louis, will you do the honors? You're muted, of course. Mutes in the chat. No, I went so long. Um, yeah. Um, let me prep really quickly. And uh, Louis is going to take a uh, big old uh, hit from his majestic pipe and then go open the door because he's also kind of afraid of the undead. <laughs> okay. And you noticed your little flute is silent. And you remembered that it was playing a very melancholic tune uh, when in the presence of those uh, those skeletons that were the bone shamblers, as they're called. Okay. So you're just going to go in? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you open the door. Uh, you turn the key. Uh, you unlock it. You throw it open. Uh, it's very dark in here. Um, it has a very musty smell. Uh, the smell of death, but old death, right? Not not rotting flesh. And you see a bit of the torchlight from the hallway spill into the room over a... There's a single hand reaching in the light. It's withered, desiccated, in a claw-like shape. 
but that's all you see. Do we, does, do we still have a torch lit? Uh, well, there's a, t uh, no, no, I mean, you guys, I think the torches went out, uh, when you, um, uh, yeah, right. When you got into the darkness and I don't think you ever said you lit them again, but you do have torches. And as you guys are standing here, you hear the pitter patter of feet, uh, behind you. And it's, it's, it's Helmy. She's dashing back up the stairs clearly frightened from the sight. I have one torch. One yeah, torch. I'll light my torch. Okay. Do you have, um, I guess you can just light it from the torch in the hallway. So you light the torch. Uh, Sariel, do you take the lead or you just kind of lean in with your torch? What, what are you doing? I guess I'll take the lead. Okay. All right. So you step into this room. It's uh, it has a strange familiarity to it. As you feel almost like you're you're stepping into a um, through like uh, uh, coldness. A shiver goes up your spine, and you get you get uh, goosebumps on your flesh, and you see the light continue to spill over this corpse of an old woman. She's face down. She looks very peaceful as if she's sleeping on her side, with the exception of that singular claw held out that you saw in Ducky or in, uh, in Louis's torch. She's dressed in a gown. Um, it's uh, it's just clinging to her body that is absolutely withered away. And she indeed has a chain around her neck, running all the way to the wall where it is bolted. Is the uh, flute still silent? Yes, the flute is silent. Uh, I call back to uh, Helami to get the key to the to the chain. Okay. The, uh, the lock on her, on her neck. There's a there there's there's a there's a few moments go by, and then. Um, <laughs> You're a ting, 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 ting. And a key was tossed down the stairs. And it's lying there just outside the room on the floor. All right. Um, we'll, Daryl will pick it up. Okay. You get the key. And squeeze uh, into the door uh, and walk into the room. Okay. Protected as he is from magic, uh, not a problem. Um, and uh, we'll try to unlock the, the padlock or the lock around her. Okay. So yeah, you have to move some of her, her hair off her shoulder to expose where the lock is. It fits nicely. It clicks. It opens up, and you're you're almost startled because. Uh, it's, it's as if this collar was kind of holding her in position somewhat and her head kind of rolls and you hear a crack of a, of a vertebra, but it is open. Yeah. Now, 
Master Louis, were you suggesting that we bury her? That we give her a real burial? Yeah. It, it just feels right to put her to rest. It does indeed. What? Morning cloak, carry this, uh, the corpse out back. They should be the one to bury her. That is a very good point. LME! He shouts back up. Get your ass down here now. She, uh... She makes her way down, again, hesitantly. She's very frightened. She's shivering, taking the babiest of baby halfling steps into this room. And she screeches and, and covers her eyes, but she's standing there just trembling. Oh, I forgot to mention, after you did this, Darrow, after you unlashed her, um, you got a better view of the room as you guys pushed in a little further. And you did see um, three dogs dead, lying on the floor, been there a very long time. Their, their skin is withered over their ribs. And they look familiar, however, in a different form. They look, they're very reminiscent of the hounds, however, a more normalized version of the hounds that you saw in the graveyard. Sariel, this, uh, this one looks like the one who almost killed you. <laughs> yes, thanks for bringing that up. I like to remind people sometimes. Mm. Um, well... Master Louis, you had a great suggestion. Would you please share it with our host? Um. Oh yeah, no, they, they should totally bury the body. <laughs> she 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 nods very furiously. At first, she thinks she's trembling still, but she's like she starts to nod. Yes, very very good, very good, sir. I I, yes. I I can't I, I can't bring her myself. I'm, I'm quite too small to carry this. I, I I just can't bring myself to touch her. We think that you shall dig the hole, though. Of course, mm. very well. If 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 you if you give me forgiveness. Well, if you dig the hole, I will <laughs> give you forgiveness. All right. Um. Let me. Um. Yes. 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 Morning cloak can carry the body. Okay, yeah. So if you're going to carry the body up uh, and out, you also see that there are two doors. Uh, once you get back out of the uh, crawl out of the hatch uh, that was leading down to the basement, um, there's a door outside. Um, so you guys can go out back, find a place you would like to bury her, whatever you want to do, um, wherever you see fit. You do see in the distance, though, the, uh, the bog, right? These, these marshes, and there's a very heavy, dense fog there. Um, and there's no graveyard here? No. This was an illusion. No, it's just an inn, yeah. But she was mm. a bog witch, so maybe she'd want to be in the bog. I don't know. Well, you don't really know if she was a bog witch or anything like that. Uh. You just know that 
the people assumed she had uh, she had taken the child because she was like a soothsayer um, that lived in the in the marshes. What are they called? Why am I? I guess let me make sure I'm calling these things the right thing. It's the uh, I need to look at the map. But anyway, yeah, soothsayer. The least we could do is bury her at her home. Yes. It does give us an opportunity to possibly learn who she was. And if she maybe did take the child. Indeed. The Haunted Marshes, that is what they are called. Mm. Just okay, no, maybe we should just bury her here. <laughs> Drop her right here. <laughs> This fine. Um, oh yeah, well, I guess we can ask uh, Helami if uh, if they the the people know where she lives or where she lived. Uh, yeah, she does not know. She always came from the marshes, but nobody ever wanted to venture in there. So perhaps somewhere in there, uh, but they don't have an exact location. Where did they snatch her from? Uh, she would kind of come to the inn periodically uh, for food mm -hmm. or conversation or things like that, um, but to offer her soothsaying abilities. And um, they nabbed her during one of those times. Some god-awful people. Yeah. Oh. If you've ever seen Prisoners, you'll know what a missing child will drive someone to. A really good movie. Yeah, great movie. Um, yeah, I mean, um, we are not prepared to walk into the haunted marshes today. <laughs> no. But I, I think guess... as a uh, token of their appreciation, the uh, townspeople should uh, fund our venture into it. Hmm. I'm liking that idea. Um, yeah, can we just like find a big tree or something? Yeah, near yeah, just marsh. Whatever you guys want. Yeah, there's a there's a there's a gnarled tree that it seems as if she would like uh, if you had known her in life, perhaps. Well, uh, three we dogs watch. too. I'm not sure if you guys left the dogs or or what. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Walking back, yeah. You're gonna you're gonna bring like, the dogs. You can just the yeah. Dogs. You, you can just say you yeah. brought the dogs. Yeah. You don't need to like go through the whole thing. But yeah, if you guys want to bring the dogs, you brought the dogs. Um, yeah, and then we watch uh, Helmy very dig the hole. Okay. Yeah. It takes a very long time. She's a small woman, uh, but she she gets it done. Um, as the a, um. Oh, sorry. Are the no, other townsfolk there too? Uh, no, you guys did not summon anybody. So there's no real townsfolk. There was people in the common room. There was Stig, his son, uh, the man and woman that Darrow spoke to that went outside in the front door. And then just some people milling about inside. But uh, yeah, nobody followed you guys to the basement or out the back door with a body or anything like that. And some okay. fool let the, uh, the man and the woman just walk out of there. <laughs> um, Damn it, Morning Cloak. <laughs> Wait, 
Oh yeah, oh yeah, that was me. That was me, yes. Um, well, I guess Morning Cloak can help. I, I think he grows impatient. Okay. And, uh, pushes her out of the way. He's like, this is how you do it. Watch. Huh. Um, yeah, so I think that he gets it done uh, okay. faster. Okay, so... And uh, also, I want to ask Antelia if she knew about this. Or if she just wandered in off the street. Yeah, she, uh, she, does, she did not know about this, she tells you. And she's horrified at uh, what happened and, and how she associated with these people. She knew about the missing boy, though, Kale. Uh, but she did not know that um, this this old woman was taken prisoner and chained uh, in a basement, left to die. Interesting. Okay. Um, yeah, uh, and once uh, the grave is dug, I guess Daryl can say a few words. Okay. Um... No. You, you don't have About, to. Uh, you don't have to improvise. You can just say he says some words if you want. Yes. Um, I guess he finishes by saying that the, the shepherd's voice is the whisper of secrets carried by the wind. Very nice. Very nice. And as you say this, a breeze picks up and rustles the tree that she is buried under. And. Um, yeah, there we are. So, Helami, uh, she makes sure that the gravesite is nice and tidy. She puts some flowers on it. Um, the man and the woman eventually come over. Uh, they see what's going on. Um, they 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 pay their respects uh, in silence, bowing their heads. And um, yeah, you guys are just standing there as this uh, commences. What would you like to do next? Glare um oh go ahead yeah we glare judgmentally at <laughs> them as they pay their respects okay uh glaringly louis going to uh play the uh non-copyright rendition of blue oysters cult don't fear the reaper <laughs> and stop uh, just before the copyright would hit and then uh i'm gonna i'm gonna put the bone flute on her grave oh wow okay all right you do uh, i don't want that bad juju with me <laughs> Yeah, okay. So, yeah, you placed that there. Oh, yeah, that reminds me. We found a dagger as well. It's in a box, I believe. Yes, you did. We have the box. Morning Cloak? Yeah, who took the dagger? I remember he took... Morning Cloak took, like, an amulet or something he found. I yeah. don't remember who took the dagger, though. That was in the... Oh, toolbox with the dagger. Storeroom. You have it. Okay. Yes. Can I sense magic? Uh, yeah, it is. It, it seems magical of some kind, some sort. Uh, yeah. Perhaps we should. Uh, well, do you still want to leave it now that you know that it's magic? Oh, I like the flu. I'm gonna keep the dagger. Oh yeah. Uh, I was confused by uh, uh, something. Um, 
But you, you are keeping the dagger, I Yes. I mean, I already have a dagger, but this one kind of looks a little bit cooler. And it kind of tingles in my hand a little bit. <laughs> yeah, just to remind you, uh, it, it it's a very badly worn blade. It looks like it's been heavily used, almost as if it was, you know, someone was trying to uh, gouge stone with it, maybe. Oh, uh, it says that I can sense the item, if the item I'm holding is magic, and if so, what kind of magic? Oh, what kind of magic? Oh, uh, I would say it is, um, what kinds of magic are there? Let's see here. Animism, elementalism. There is, I would say it is, um, I would say it's just general magic. Yeah, general. Doesn't fit into a school. Well, uh, perhaps, Master Louis, if you if you waved it around a bit, maybe mm, I don't know. Uh, tried it out somehow. You could perhaps cast a spell of some sort. That's um, that's a really good idea. And uh, Louis is gonna pretend to air drum with it. Oh, nice. And just, does just anything explode? No, nothing explodes. Damn. You could probably take this somewhere. Uh, maybe there's somebody who could identify it. But um, yeah, none of your air drumming Ooh. does anything. Okay. All right. We put that on the to-do list. Okay, so the sun is high in the sky. It's around midday, even though uh, much of the sky is occluded by the, the, the persistent mists that are in the Misty Vale. Um, everybody begins to return back to the inn. Um, what would you guys like to do next? If we could gather supplies from the town and then maybe head to a blacksmith, that would be... Spectacular. Okay, so the mm. nearest town is outskirt. Um, this inn is just kind of on the side of the road. So, yeah, if you guys want to journey back to outskirt, it's about a day's walk west. Yes, I yeah. think that would be best. All right, let me uh, get you guys back on the map here. So, yeah, uh, you guys are standing on the road. It's leading all the way to outskirt. You can see it in the distance, just just a little bit in, through the haze. Um, are you guys gonna, I'm guessing you're gonna stick to the road, right? Yeah. Okay, so you guys stick to the road. I'll just say it's a little more than a day's walk, but I'll just say it's a day. Um, you um, guys- What happens to uh, Antilia? Yo, 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 Oh, my she, girlfriend. She stays behind. Um, she, farewell, Master Halfling. Perhaps I will see you very soon. Yes. Okay. He blushes. He blushes. All right. So you guys make your way down this road. And about halfway, so you see these, um, these like archways? 
so you see something in the distance as you're approaching. And again, there's so much mist on the ground curling about these stone structures, these ancient stone structures that uh, are rising from, from the mist. You see three, it almost appears as his figures swaying, hanging from the top of this arch, right in the center of the road. Okay, good awareness. I think I do. Yeah, it's decent. I'll check it out. Just be careful. Maybe I'll poke it with, try to like poke it with an arrow. So you're going to walk up to these hanging figures and poke it with an arrow? We'll check it out. Okay, you're going to get that close to it. To like within well, touching distance? I'm going to use my keen awareness to see if it seems safe. And if it seems safe, I'll get close enough to poke it with it. Okay. Arrow. Yeah. I mean, um, I, I won't. Yeah. Why don't you roll me an awareness check? Let's see if you notice anything that is amiss or strange. An eight. You succeed. Okay. Yeah. Um, Everything appears okay. They appear to be dead, hanging from their necks. But you do notice that uh, they're, they're, they're wearing black cloaks, all three of them. And you see that their fingertips are blackened, almost like frostbite or something, or char. You can't quite tell. Um, that's what you can see before you get really, really close to them. Mm. And you the also notice you're going to what? The members of the Night's Watch. <laughs> you also notice that there's uh, you look down their fingertips and it's, it's kind of guiding your, your eyes downward. And you, you, you seem to sense a little bit of like blackness on the road beneath your feet. But again, it's very misty. There's sort of a, a layer of fog that's creeping across it. Hmm. I'll relay this to the others. And how and close are you, Sariel, to these uh, these figures hanging from the arch? Why do you ask? <laughs> well, I just need I just need I'm just trying to like theater of the like mind. Five it. feet. Okay, so you're really close. Okay. I guess. Well, five <laughs> feet's pretty damn. I mean, you could reach it's out. It's like and less almost, than an arm's length. Yeah, yeah, I know it's a little more than an arm's length, but I mean, you're you're pretty close. I wasn't sure if you're like creeping up and observing from afar or getting as close as you could before you would see anything or if you're just like walking up like whatever and no, no i'm not whatever walking up i'm <laughs> cautiously approaching and okay. assessing the gotcha. situation gotcha okay so yeah she relays this information to you about the uh charred or frostbitten fingertips uh the blackness uh right below their hanging feet uh, and that they're wearing black cloaks and they're all dead hanging from ropes tied to this archway. This is going to get us in trouble. Um, should we cut one of them down? Should we just let them hang. 
I'm gonna take How out high up are arrows. They? Uh, pretty high, I would say. Like off the ground, they're probably. Uh, I guess five-ish feet off the ground. So I mean, you could touch them if you want to. But Can it's I try to shoot one down? Yeah, yeah, of course. Arrow. So I'll say you just take aim. I, I don't think you need a roll. Uh, so yeah, you take aim. Which one? There's like a one, two, three, left, right, Not center. The closest one. What was that? The closest one. I mean, they're all close. They're all like right. shoulder to right, shoulder, right. so they're all right in front of you. Aim for one uh, to the side. One or three. That way we don't have to go into three. the middle of them. Three, the one on the right. Okay. You shoot it down. And yes, indeed, it, it falls to the ground. Your aim is true, and it crumples in a heap. His body does not move. The rope is still kind of swaying after the, uh, the impact of your arrow. Well, morning clock, you want to check it out? I do. <laughs> Sorry, Ryan. <laughs> All right. I really do. I'm foolhardy. <laughs> and he walks over. Um, is he giving in to his weakness, perhaps? Yes. Maybe? Uh, okay. All right. If, I mean, I imagine that morning cloak would think it's ridiculous to shoot an arrow to, to drop this uh, this corpse in the first place. He would rather just have uh, tore, tore them down. But, okay. Um, I think. But anyway, uh, yeah, so he walks over uh, cautiously. He's not going to step into the middle of them. Um, but he sort of grabs the corpse uh, on the ground and sort of drags it away. Okay. Closer to us. Okay. He does so. Mm. I'm just looking into your eyes right now see if no I can... <laughs> nothing, nothing happens. It's still a dead body that Morning Cloak dragged over to you guys. It's still lying there in a heap. Uh, you do see these uh, these it almost appears burnt fingertips. Like I said, they're just blackened. Mm. Remind me, did the the cultists uh, in the cave, the basilisk cave, did they have blackened fingers? They did not, but they did have black cloaks. Right. A common, common wardrobe choice uh, among cultists. Of course, right? What other color would it be? Yes, um, and um, yeah, I think that Morning Cloak would uh, start to investigate the body. Maybe okay. Under someone's skirt or something. So he starts uh, rummaging around this corpse, and he he pulls the sleeve down from the arm, and let's see if this copy and paste will work. And he notes a... Yeah, it worked! This is the tattoo you see on the figure. On its arm. I've crudely, crudely wrought. Writ. Tattooed. <laughs> um, 
We have definitely Where did we see that? that? Uh, you guys saw it on the other cultist in the Dead Eyes Cave. Ooh. Interesting. Um, More of the same. That is strange. So somebody's going around killing cultists? Whoa. Yes, we are, in fact. Oh, yeah. Um, but we don't hang them and put them on public display like this. Someone is sending someone a message. How decayed are the bodies? Or, I guess, the one that's down. They, uh, they're not quite as uh, decayed as the old woman you found in the basement. But, um, they're, I don't know, you'd probably say maybe a few days. Daryl puts a finger, drags a finger across uh, the cultist's cheek. Mm, three weeks, I think. <laughs> um, Do you think magic killed them? Are you able to sense that? Uh, I would uh, begin by looking for any visual uh, wounds, any physical wounds before I spend my will powerpoints <laughs> uh, can we see what sort of kill them is yeah morning cloak on this one anyway um there are sword wounds uh that have been like you know bled, bled out all over the the torso you find but again you also find this more of these blackened marks almost these char marks and you notice as well now that they're on the bottom of the feet the soles of the feet. So Daryl fakes. Mm. Oh yes, I sense. I sense a sword. Someone used a sword on these people. Um. But this is concerning the uh, the char marks. Can we get uh, closer? Does it look like they they burned their feet? Yeah, it looks like there's just blackened flesh at the bottom of this one's feet. Are you going to check out the other ones who are hanging, too? Yeah, why not? Okay, so you check them out. Yes. They appear to have... pulls them down. Yeah, pulls them down. As this happens, though, you hear something, Darrow. You hear almost like a rustling of pages, it sounds, (laughs) on one of the bodies that just fell. He he scampers over mm-hmm. uh, and looks on the ground. So you look on the ground. You don't see anything on the ground. Uh, you do see uh, an odd angular shape, though, jutting from the crumpled uh, cultist cloak. Doesn't look like it should open be the, there. I will open the, the cloak. All right, you open the cloak and you find a grimoire. And you get a sense as you as you pick it up. It, it has almost like an electrified um, feeling to it. It's like you rubbed your feet on the carpet and touched somebody. It's like, pssst, but mm. then it dissipates. So this is a grimoire, which means uh, the way in this game uh, magic works is um, you can learn the spell that is inside this thing. 
with a, mm -hmm. I believe it's an intelligence roll. Uh, yeah. So yeah, you you open the I guess do you open this thing up? Yes. Okay. Of course. This of is course. the most interesting book I have ever seen. Okay, you open it up and yes, indeed there is a singular spell in there. And the, and the very last line is kind of a scrawl as if it was written hastily. Uh would you like to roll against this spell to see if you may learn it? Yes. I believe it's an it intro. is. Yeah, so let's see. Languages, same way as teacher, but you must roll against languages instead of int. Mm. Uh, Without the boon, right? I got seven in languages. Maybe you could, uh, oh, look at that. It's in. It right. flies off the page at you, and, and you just see what you see is a flash of lightning before your eyes. And in that moment, the smell of the charred flesh of these uh, figures kind of works its way to your nose. So you now know the spell Lightning Flash. Uh, great. Did you already have it? No, 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 no. This is my first uh, offensive spell. Oh. I am, uh, I'm just trying to find it in the uh, item list. Oh, in the, in the magic list? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I believe it's a, um, it's something like a couple, 2d6 maybe damage, and then you can charge it up if you want. Your first damage spell, young Darrow. So yeah, you know, lightning flash, uh, the rest of the bodies lay there at your feet. Um, nothing seems to be amiss outside of the fact that there are dead bodies, were dead bodies hanging here. Hmm. So I'm curious, like, does it look like someone has, are there signs that someone burned, uh, did they burn themselves or did someone else like, torture them? So after spending some time here, you're deducing that uh, it looks as if they were murdered because they do not have any swords on their person whatsoever. Uh, they have all of them have gaping sword wounds. However, um, you do see, though, that there's charred flesh on all of them. So you're not sure if maybe one of them tried to cast this spell on the offenders. And maybe it uh, went, it went foul. Perhaps, maybe it was a magical mishap of some kind, and 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 uh, you know backfired essentially. But maybe, maybe not. That's kind of what you you think might have happened. Yes, someone has perhaps been experimenting. Well, compatriots, compatriots, uh, should we search the bodies and just leave them, or what do you think that we should do? These are cultists, after all. They they deserve nothing good, in my eyes. Maybe um, maybe we can get Helmi to bury them. Yes. <laughs> Helmi. 
let's say we search the bodies and just lead them to the side of the room. Okay. So you uh, you search around, and the only thing you find is another five gold pieces, sort of distributed among them. Excellent. So you guys, whoever wants to take that, if you guys want to distribute it amongst yourselves, it's up to you. I took the three gold pieces last time, so y'all can take the the five. Okay. Split three ways. Interesting. Hmm? We split the, the five gold three ways. Mm, yes. <laughs> Actually, I'll throw an extra one of my gold in, and then it should even out. Mm. How generous. Gotta keep it fair. <laughs> okay, so you guys are gonna proceed on to outskirt? Or are you doing something else while you're out here on the road? Yes, we are going to proceed. Alright, you proceed. Uh, maybe I'll leave this here to mark where you found the cultists. Yeah, there we go. All right, so you guys make it all the way to outskirt uh, just as night falls. So I will load that up. Uh, the gates are opened. Um, the, uh, the the guards let you in because you look very familiar. And let me find the where is the map? Here we go. Activate scene. Oh, your guys' tokens aren't here. That's weird. Let me move them on. Okay, so you guys arrive at the gate, pass through. Uh, oh yeah, night. I said night was falling, so uh, night is falling. Slowly as you pass through. Window lights are shimmering with light. Or windows are shimmering with light. Oops, didn't mean to draw another one. So, would you guys like to do as night falls here? You know there's uh, the inn. Um, yes. Yep. Yeah. I think that we should uh, um, go to the inn. Okay. Have a meal, maybe sleep. You guys can sleep in there. I will go back to the to behind the blacksmith. Okay. Sleep over there. And oh, then in gotcha. the morning we can um, we can go ask the blacksmith about the dagger and do our errands. Uh, it costs for me one silver. Um. Or sorry, five silver to uh, stay the night at the three stag, if you'd like. Okay. What and, about um, <laughs> and a meal? What was that? And a meal. A meal is going to be a bowl of stew. Sure. Or just a regular meal. A regular meal is three silver. And this will cover your daily need for food. How many silver and a gold? Uh, ten, I believe. 
I think it's 10 copper to a silver, 10 silver to a gold. I'm pretty sure, I don't believe it was ever explained, but let's go with that. Playing somewhere. So you said five for a knight, and then what was it, three for meal? Uh, yeah, let's see. Do you want a separate room or a, uh, a dormitory? Five silver for a separate room. Or a luxury suite, which there uh, is two gold. Mm-hmm. No. Um, I'll just do a separate room. Okay. Uh, yeah, so you do this, um, and while you're paying, uh, what's her name, what's her name, what's her name? It is uh, Vagnhild. She looks you up and down, and you notice there's a war hammer at her waist. And uh, she cracks her knuckles. I've heard about you, your grand adventures out there on the road. Very nicely done. Thank you. Where... Don't we know Vanghild from before? Yeah. She offers the... Yeah, she gave you the free, uh, the free meals and the free night stay. We had a little possible thing with morning club. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. So, Leonara, uh, um, was that her name? Anyway, the other woman, the one who was meeting you out by the gate and uh, being um, very uh, kind of sus, uh, yeah, she was the one. Um, sorry, Annabella, that was her name. So Annabella, yeah. Her phone number and the food. Yeah, that's that's the one. She's there as well. Um, she looks like she was about ready to leave. Like her shift was over, perhaps. But then she notices you guys and comes over. And so Darrow is off somewhere else, right? Right now he's outside by the blacksmiths. Yeah. Left and, him out there. <laughs> and Morning Cloak is inside, clearly. Uh, she walks over and and uh, says, I, um, I, hey, I, babe. <laughs> I, I heard of your deeds at the, the Dead Ice Cave. Um, you, you didn't happen to find a, uh, a piece of the statuette, did you, while you were there? And she keeps fidgeting while she says this. Did we? I don't think so. <laughs> That's not how he sounds. Is much darker, no. <laughs> <laughs> ah, well, she looks disappointed. Very well then. And she uh, she walks off, opens the door, and exits, leaves. Actually, come back here. Okay, she uh, returns. Yeah, take a look at this god-awful drawing I made. And... He shows her the, the tattoo. Makes a crude uh, drawing of the tattoo. Hmm. Have you you've seen this? Do you know what this is? I have not seen this before. It's it looks like a relic of this place. There's all kinds of markings all over everything, but uh perhaps Dranith, uh the, the, the local healer here, he, he knows things of symbols 
Uh, maybe he'll be able to help you. He's um, just south of here. In a small hut. You guys did see it as you guys were kind of, you know, walking through town. There's all these, like, stone-like structures at the center of town, which you learned was sort of, you know, they're the relics, the ruins of this, this bygone age. And there was a hut up there. Right here. All right. Thanks, babe. <laughs> All right. She, um, and, and don't forget, um, the statuette pieces. That's, you know, it's, um, very, very, very important. Yes, very important. And she kind of like shakes her head and then walks out the door. And you guys are alone. Uh, we can fast forward to, um, you know, to the, to sleeping overnight if you'd like to, or if there's other things you want to do, let me know. The thing that I want to do. Okay. So, you guys sleep peacefully without event. Uh, the sun wakes you streaming in through your, uh, your windows in the inn. And you start to hear the bustle of life outside. Especially Darrow, who is uh, <laughs> literally outside. Yes. Fresh. Um, so I guess Darrow will walk uh, over to the inn again and sort of knock on the doors of uh, Louis and Sariel. Okay. And Morning Cloak. Did you guys come down to the common room, or what's the plan? What are you guys doing? Well, he knocked on our room doors, I think. Oh, okay. So he went all the way up to the room? Okay. Yeah. Um, Room service. Uh, And um, (laughs) rouses them. Fresh towels? Uh, I don't have uh, either freshness or towels. Um... (laughs) Yeah, and I guess they they will inform him over breakfast, uh, hopefully, uh, what they learned about the, the tattoo. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, what do you guys tell him? Well, should we check out... Uh, the healer first, or talk to blacksmith. Why? Why should we check out uh, the healer? I am the healer. Well, what are yes, you yes, about? but he might know about the tattoo. Oh, I see. There's another healer, first of all, which I don't, I don't like. Zero, <laughs> uh, don't take it personal. You're the best healer. Yes. Everyone I- else. I suppose we can go talk to this other, this other peasant healer. Is there a library or archive in town? Uh, there is not. You ask, I guess, Vagenhild, who's around here. Um, don't, they don't do much reading here, apparently. Hmm. But they, she again points you to Dranath, who knows mystical things, perhaps. They might be able to identify the dagger. 
the healer then. So you guys head down to the hut. Okay. So you guys make your way um, through this uh, this rocky area up on this slight rise of a hill. And you see a man, a very withered and hairless man. Um, he is outside this hut. And he is, um, it, it has a, it's a simple dwelling. And it's got a grass roof and walls of stacked granite. And there's a little garden there. Connected, it's surrounded by a lone fence. And he is, um hunched over there but as you approach he hears you and his rickety back rises and this is the face that looks out at you as you guys um as you guys approach and he kind of smacks his lips um yes what can i do for you hmm Um, Daryl is not pleased with this. <laughs> He's just sticking out his lip like, I don't like this. Being in a hut. Yuck. Well, don't all of you speak at once. Um, I'm a very busy man, you see. Well... I, um... Oh, uh, go ahead. No, no, you go, you go. You have the dagger. Well, yeah, I um, I found this, and I'm gonna present the dagger. Okay, you present the dagger. Hmm. Interesting find here. Hmm. Let me take a closer look. And he has very, like, as you see in this picture, he has very shadowed eyes. You can barely see them in the deep sockets. And he gets really close to it and looks in it. Well, um. I might know something for a, um, a gold, perhaps. My mind is not free of charge, you know? Um, well, I mean, I've got some things that could free your mind, but if it's a gold you want, I can give you that. No, no, no. No, 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 no. I will pay the gold. <laughs> oh, you're so generous, Morning Cloak. <laughs> I am. It's I like you're not yourself but, lately. Well, I'm nothing but not generous. Also, I got this medallion that I will get a lot of money for. <laughs> later, okay. when, I, when I'm when i here in person to, to roll. Value. Okay. okay, so Morning Cloak hands over a gold. Mm, all right. Mm, where did you find this? It stinks of the dead. Filthy thing. Well, I found it next to a dead person. Ah, uh, that explains it as much. Well, so he tells you what this thing does, and um, even though it, it appears to be worn and, and nearly useless, it is not a fancy dagger indeed. It will do um, 2d8 damage against undead. But every, every for anything else, it's standard Dagger damage, which is... I'll have to look it up. But that is what you learn for one... Is it 1d8? Ooh. Yeah. I think so. Yeah, so it... Um, yeah, it's a d8. So it, it doubles it doubles your damage, potentially. That's very good. Yeah, and he kind of goes on to tell you 
you see that um, it is blunt. The, 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 the tip is, is, is not fine in, in the slightest. Um, make sure you keep it that way, because um, the dead, they uh, particularly the ones without the flesh, um, pointy things don't do so well against them. So make sure to never put an edge on this blade. Right. Understandable. Uh, anything else I may uh, do for you, fine folk, before I get back to my um, my gardening, my herbal things, and uh, get back to my, 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 my sweet bun inside that I uh, just got today? Um, actually, yeah, I have one more thing. Uh, I have this basilisk fang, and I was wondering if it's special in any way possible. Ah, he kind of recoils as you, as you hold it out. Um, it's, it's not special in any sense other than it is the tooth from a foul beast. But maybe someone, you know, can fashion it into something if you'd like. Maybe oh, so no magical properties? Uh, no, n n nothing that I can see. This is just a... Oh, God, I don't know how you can keep this. It's so foul. No magic. Please, please, put it away. Oh, now, Sariel, did you have something to ask? Um... I believe Morning Clock had a little sketch. Yeah. Why don't we ask him about this? Perhaps he knows. You look here, old man. Have you ever seen anything like this? <laughs> Do Very you... southern now. Yeah, I know. I was going to say, Morning Cloak <laughs> is turning to a wolf of the south. I don't um, have that many uh, American accents. <laughs> So is this the uh, sketch of the tattoo? Is that what this is? Yeah. Uh, so um, his uh, he looks at it and, uh, well, I am quite parched. Um, if you have something to drink, a mead perhaps, maybe that will um, loosen my lips. Cheaper than a gold, I would say. You got a gold already. But I could have another. I'll get you mead. Oh, excellent, excellent. So, um, yeah, I'll just say you go buy a mead, you bring it back to him. He down, downs it in one gulp. Ah, and his eyes flutter. And he looks up at the sky, and he looks back down at this uh, sketch you have. Yes, this is the uh, mark of um, the demon prince Sathmog. You see that um, the Misty Vale, many, many years ago, was ruled by a warlock named Azrael Koth. And he served this demon prince, Sathmog. And the, um, this demon, or this uh, servant, pardon me, he resided in an unholy fortress on the mist-shrouded island in Mirror Lake, which is far north of here. Um, and it is, it, is, it is rumored that his remains uh, are laid to rest in a labyrinthine burial chamber 
beneath the island. Yes, and this this man, you know, he was uh, or this this servant was defeated by the hero, the hero of the realm, Eladain, uh, with the help of the the, the dragons that he uh, had under his command. Uh, Daryl, uh... be wary of this symbol. Where did you find it, may I ask? Not anywhere near here, or inside outskirt, right? No. All right, good then. Just on the outskirts of outskirt. <laughs> ah. Dark times indeed, dark times. Well, you be careful out there. Listen here, old man. Asks uh, Daryl. What is your most powerful healing spell? Ah, you want to know um, some of the art, I see. Well, maybe I will teach you some of the art. Hmm, all right. He lists off these spells that he knows. Uh, Dispel, Protector, Magic Shield, Banish, Ensnaring Roots, Lightning Bolt, Lightning Flash, Treat Wound, Heal Wound, Purge, and Sense Magic. Those are the spells he knows. <clears throat> uh, interesting. All right. And uh, this Heal Wound you mentioned. I, I happen to know the spell of Treat Wound, or as we say. I think I should learn this heal wound spell from you, if you are willing. Oh, of course I'm willing for a, um, a small fee. Three gold coins should do. Mm, I can do that. It will take six hours, of course. Well, that it does. You will be out of commission uh, for the duration. Uh, yeah, we yeah can... definitely. Make a roll against Int with a boon. Yep. So you're going to do that. Um, you're going to do that right now? Uh, sure. Okay. So make your roll. Success. So you learned the spell um, heal, heal Wound, right? And then the rest of you, do you guys want to just let time pass? Is there anything else you wanted to do while this uh, learning of the spell is taking place? No? Nothing? Okay. All right, we'll say time passes. Um, please remove a, uh, a day's worth of food, or if you went back to the inn, you can buy some too. So here we are the next day. Um... Darrow is uh, another spell wiser. Uh, the rest of you are very well rested. Again, people are going about their business. Uh, nothing really seems to be amiss. Nothing out of the ordinary. Um, what would you like to do? 
I'm still curious about that hag's house. The one in the haunted marshes? The one you buried? Yeah. Okay. Just in terms of like points of interest that we could. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you can ask around uh, for rumors of different areas if you'd like. Um, or I know Darrow wanted to maybe look for a house. See anything about that? Let me know what you guys. Uh, we can kind of just speed through it if you want. Yeah, I'll. I mean, oh, go ahead. I would like to ask Vanghild. Uh, Vanghild, yes. Yes. Uh, if she knows uh, who to talk to, if the, I mean, if there's a mayor or like a town elder, someone who sells plots of land. Uh, there's no, um, mayor or anything like that. People just kind of govern themselves for the most part. Uh, th this town is made of a bunch of different wanderers that have settled here, but she does tell you that Master Ulvar has a, uh, um, a, uh, an establishment that is vacant that he owns that may be for sale. And he is the uh, the guy right across from the three stags, right at this um, um, right across this this village square right here by where the statue is, right here. Oh, interesting. Um. Okay, well, um, I'm going to head there," says Darrow. Okay. To talk to Ulvar. What was his name? Ulvar. Yeah. So you walk in, you approach this house, and it's a it's a log. Uh, it's um, a windowless log building, and there are roofs. Uh, there's grass growing on the roof, and there's goats up there feeding on the grass. But you walk inside, and you see this man right here. He has a, a, a persistent scowl on his face. Yes, what can I do for you? Well, uh, what ho, uh, master. I don't know what it is you do here. Oh, I, uh, I carry all manner of things. Things for the road, things for the home. What can I do for you? Well, some sort of a general store operator, perhaps. Yes, if you would like to be so general. I hear that you have uh, uh, some sort of uh, structure for rent or for for sale. I do. Um, it's um, it's where I used to keep my other herd, but um, I had to sell them, so it it, it lies empty. Not much more hmm. than a little small barn, but um, it'll keep out the rain. Interesting. And how much would you would you be willing to? Uh, how much do you want for it? How much do I want for it? Hmm. What do you think, son? And he looks over, and you see this strange-looking boy. Uh, you see kind of jagged teeth behind his lips, but he kind of tries to keep. It looks like he's self-conscious about it, and tries to keep his mouth shut. He just kind of shakes his head. Well, hmm. You know, 
I have an interest in the, uh, the arcane. It's a little bit of a hobby of mine, of ancient things. And, um, well, word has got around that you and your friends have, uh, you know, been exploring about doing some deeds. And, um, I recently learned of something from a, a young man who was stumbling through town where filled with drink, and he told me about this place, just to the west of here. It's a burial ground. There is rumored to be a, uh, a crown, a crown of a demon in a sarcophagus there. If you bring that back to me, we'll call it a fair trade. It's about a day's march. I've been on the, uh, the outskirts, around the perimeter, but never too close, you see. It, um, it appears haunted. Something, I feel it, something is still inside. It's called the Ritter Mound. <laughs> Please, for bed roll. Um... <laughs> That is interesting. What do you want with this crown from a demon, sir? Well, as I said, I'm 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 a collector of sorts. You know, you can see my goods, and he kind of spreads his arms, and you see his his very nicely arranged goods on the walls and on the shelves. Um, but uh, I bore of the mundane, and uh, I've been talking to Dranith a bit, and he's given me a bit of the lore of this place, and. You see, at the very center of town, there is this great ancient structure, and I just, I feel like I want to be a part of that world. In some small way. I see. Well, um, I will talk with my compatriots, and we'll see what, what we'll do. No, very we well. Okay, so uh, he leaves you to it, Darrow. What what is what is Sariel and Louis doing? Were they just kind of following Darrow around, or what are you guys up to? Yeah, I'm um, with them. Yeah, same. Okay, so nothing. Okay, so Darrow. I mean, presumably you divulge this information uh, to your your. Uh, your party members, your companions. Yes. Um, yeah, uh, I mean, it depends uh, a bit on what we want to do. Um, I think Morning Cloak should have a, a say, a real say in this. Okay. Yeah. Where we go. So you guys have another rumor of a place to visit. Mm. Ritter Mound... Um, so I guess we will end it here tonight to see what happens next week if the party moves on to Rittermount to uh, potentially get this demon crown from a sarcophagus there, or maybe they're going to head to the Haunted Marshes. But um, yeah, that is it for tonight. Thanks everybody out there who watched, hung out with us on the stream, as well as the future vi uh, viewers out there. Uh, thank you to um, Patrick, as always, for this amazing system, Dragon Bane support. 
uh, the developer as well of um, the Year Zero engine, which is implemented here, and Hi Matt Der Catastrophe, and Noel as well as Andreas, who composed the soundtrack. So, and thanks, Jacob, for always being here, man. Appreciate it. Um, yeah, that's it. I think uh, there's nothing else to say until next week. Does anybody else, any players, have anything? No? <clears throat> what I'm going to do, and I'm going to announce it on stream, is Darrow has earned a heroic ability for his uh, dealings with the, um, the, uh, the dead woman. Giving the shepherds uh, forgiveness to the, uh, the poor souls who lost their son. So we're going to end it there. Uh, the players are going to do their leveling off stream. But anyway, <clears throat> see you guys next week. Same time. Hopefully we'll be here. If not, we'll let you know. And uh, thanks for the support. Uh, see you guys later.